Hey guys, and welcome back to Fake It Till You Make It. I'm your host, Cicely Boone. So on this episode, I'm so excited to be sharing a conversation I had with Kashan or Kay from Kay's Keys. She is such an amazing woman. She's a business owner, an entrepreneur. She is a motivational speaker, a life coach, and she's just overall such an awesome person. I was so blessed to have met her in 2020 when I actually worked with TEDx Youth San Antonio, which is an organization that she currently works for, on an Instagram takeover. And we talked all about online school and getting your degree in an unconventional way and also building your resume while you're in college. So I will link that down below in the show notes if you want to go check it out and if that would be helpful to you. But Kay is an amazing person. She has her own business called Kay's Keys, where she does freelance marketing, consulting, coaching, and just all sorts of amazing things. She also has a podcast called the SHMG Podcast, which stands for Saved, Healed, Made, Graced. And it is a faith-based podcast where she talks all about faith, relationships, and growing her faith in Christianity. So if that is something that interests you, I will link that down below. She is such an amazing speaker and she is such a light to this world. I'm so blessed to have met her and connected with her in the last year and I'm so excited that I'm getting to bring this episode to you guys today. I also wanted to note that it is a little bit shorter than I had intended it to be because when I was updating my computer a few weeks ago, some of the files from this episode sat had gotten corrupted so I could not use them. So mainly in this episode we talk about her business and just being an entrepreneur and also her career journey but again she also has her podcast and so much. She's just doing so many amazing things. So I will make sure that all of her information is linked down below. Make sure you go check it out and I'll definitely have to have her on the podcast again in the future. So without further ado let's get into today's episode. Hey, Kashan, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. I'm literally so happy that we crossed paths this year when I worked with TEDx Youth San Antonio and did that Instagram takeover a few months back. I feel like you're just such an awesome person and I can't wait for you to share your story on the podcast today. So I would love to start off this episode with just you kind of introducing yourself to my audience for people who may or may not know you, you know, share where you're from, what you do, your favorite things to do, all of it. Thank you so much, Cecily, for having me. It has been such a year. Um, So I am just super grateful for connecting with amazing women like yourself. So I am Kashawn Milligan. I am a content creator. I'm a podcaster, also organizer for TEDx Youth at San Antonio. I am originally born and raised from Baltimore, Maryland, but I've lived basically at this point, I want to say every everywhere. After I graduated from college, I immediately took the first um, paying job smoking that was going to get me out of the city, mm-hmm. which took me to St. Louis, from St. Louis to Chicago. And then when I got to Chicago, that's when I really started getting into nonprofit management, really supporting NGOs, really just a passion for um, organizations that were doing really, really great work. So I worked for a lot of the big ones like American Red Cross, UNICEF, Doctors Without Borders. And that really kind of like opened the door up for me to do some traveling. So I went from Chicago to Toronto, Toronto to New York, then New York to Los Angeles. And when I... 
Yeah. I was like all over the place. I was like, you sound like me when I'm t- saying I lived here, 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 like all you know, over I'm the like, place. Where you're from? And I'm like, you mean where I was born? And then yeah, it's, it's different. Like, you have to, like, what do you yeah. mean? So when I got to Los Angeles, that's when I really think that I started changing my gears up a little bit. Like I was definitely super immersed and super thankful for the background that I had in supporting a lot of nonprofit organizations and NGOs on the bigger scale. But when I got to LA, I just saw such a a hustle and a different type of support for people that were starting their own independent brands, um, entrepreneurs, influencers, creatives. So that's when I really started putting more on my creative hat, if you will. Like I really wanted to figure out how did I take my educational background, my professional experience over the last five years, and then intertwine that into building my own personal brand uh, without losing the essence of really supporting, you know, men and women that do amazing things. So that was kind of like the initial launch of my current brand case keys, which I launched in January of 2016. So we're coming up on five years, which is crazy. Um, but that's kind of like what happened. Oh, and then my recent move right before COVID-19, I moved to San Antonio and that's when I started doing work with TEDx Youth at San Antonio, which was right up my alley. But I also thought that it was just an easy way for me to be able to get immersed into the, the city and to meet people and to really just keep my, my support for NGOs and organizations still alive and well. And I feel like since San Antonio is also so close to Austin, like they're not, they're only about 45 minutes away. Like you also have- sure all of those connections here. Like I'm in Austin and I know a lot of other like creatives and influencers and people who have their own businesses live here. So this is a great place I think for you to live, especially yeah. coming from Los Angeles. Cause I did the exact same thing. And I honestly feel like I like here even more because it feels like a smaller tight knit community versus LA, but you get kind of the same thing. A lot of different creative people just coming together. And I think that's so awesome. I was going to ask you how long you have been doing your freelance, but you said been about four years, which is so awesome. I like Mm -hmm. really want to end up doing that in the future. I do a little bit of that now, just not, you know, to a scale where that's the only thing I can do yet. So how did you like really get into that? Was it something that you always wanted to do? Did you go to school to do more marketing and branding and things like that? Cause I know you do like branding, you do storytelling, you do consulting, you sell courses, you, you know, coach, you do tons of different things. So how did you get into that? You know, when I first started off, I was very new to the aspect of what it meant to be an influencer, what it meant to not to be an entrepreneur, but really to be someone that was going to be creating stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Coming from the background of the education was really, really instilled in me and putting so much emphasis behind getting a degree and then really trying to stay working in my field. I did not go to school for branding. I did not go to school for marketing. I'm definitely self-taught. I'm definitely a self-made, you know, entrepreneur in that aspect. What it started off with me was, is that I've always been the friend that was super motivational. I was always kind of like that person to where people would come to, to run things past. I don't know Mm -hmm. why. Maybe I just have the look over like, she looks like she may know what she's talking about. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That's so funny. I can relate. I feel like I'm that person too a lot. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So 
after a while, I think that people started saying it to me, like, have you ever thought about having your own agency? Have you ever thought about being like uh, an independent kind of like coach or something like that? Mm-hmm. So my first initial thought was like, okay, well, let me just start posting like some, some motivational stuff on my, my timeline, on my feed and things like that. At that point, Instagram and, and Facebook wasn't as big and, and maximized that you can actually mm-hmm. make the money that people make now. So I really, originally just thought this would just be a good way for me to get comfortable with publicly being motivational, just not 100%. keeping it you know, close-knit to your friends. Yeah, it's a really great avenue to start anything like that. Or if you're wanting to like start a blog or something like that, it's a good way to kind of dip your toes in without going full out with your own website or anything like that yet. So yeah, that was a great idea for you to do. Yeah, and then I didn't even start off with a website. What ended up happening was, is that people actually just started reaching out to me via Instagram and just liking and commenting on my things and then started asking me if I did independent coaching. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, Hmm, no, not really. And then I started looking into like what that would look like. So when I was very, very new, I would set up to have like independent coaching sessions with people. And to be completely honest, I was winging it. I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. Okay. Like, I love that. See, I was, when I say winging it, like the only thing that I think that I did properly was schedule my meetings correctly and show up one time. Right. I love that. But as far as actually knowing what I was doing to be someone's coach, I was so green at this. So that's when I was like, okay, I need to look in like what it means to be a life coach, what it Mm -hmm. look, what that looks like. So that's when I went to go get certified specifically to be a life coach so that I could actually get the training and the courses that I needed to be able to give it to someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, So once I did that, that's when I really started just owning the fact that I was a coach. I really Mm -hmm. just started putting it out there like, hey, this is the areas in which I I can coach in. And then that's when I was like, well, what areas do I coach in? Like, what am I actually good at? Mm -hmm. Um, So I didn't really create a business based on what I was good at. I created a business based on what my experiences were and that would attract the people that shared similar experiences that I could organically coach and connect with. So that's kind of like how I started. Um, Very raw, very green, again, winging it. Like Mm -hmm. that's what it was. And then I think it really started transitioning over into, I started going to a lot of women's conferences. I started going to a lot of empowerment networking meetings, like no, no lie. When you're in Los Angeles and people that lived out there, and I know that you've lived out there for a little Mm -hmm. bit too, like there's something going on all the time. Yeah. There's always something to go to. There's, it's a party, a conference, anything like a business lunch. There's every day there's something brunches are the best, you know, incognito business meetings Mm -hmm. that I've ever been to. So I made it a point to be at brunch every single weekend, because that's when I started really learning what was going on, you know, virtually what was going Mm -hmm. on in specific industries. I really just educating myself not to fit into that, but to really figure out where, where my services and my experiences could be useful. So that's what I started doing. I started going to empowerment meetings. I started going to conferences and then I started branching out of LA and I started booking myself to go to things like in New York and Washington, DC and Atlanta and Texas. 
And I started meeting some amazing women and like young influencers and creatives that were doing the same thing that we started really bartering services. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you're really good at this. I'm really good at that. Um, I taught myself how to do websites um, because I saw it was such a need for startup mm-hmm. independent entrepreneurs that didn't have the budget. You know, they were getting quoted $1,500 to $3,000 yes. to get a website done. And That's I just so thought that expensive. Was, Especially like, for what? someone who's just starting out, like you're not going to have two, like two grand to shell out for a website, you know? So yeah, that's awesome. And your website looks great. So I'm impressed that you did that. Cause I don't know how Thank to make you. websites like at all. <laughs> I feel I really need one, but I don't yeah, know. <laughs> I'm happy to assist. And I, yeah. <laughs> and that was the thing. like, I felt so bad because it was people that are like, look, this is kind of like my hangup. Like, I feel like I can't really get started because I don't really have the professional profile that I need and you kill it on social media. But there were other people that I really Thank work you. with that just, you really do like, you're amazing at it. You're a natural at it. Like I love every single aesthetic of your brand. Oh, I'm you. like, <laughs> she's a genius this one she is (laughs) oh the world's not ready um so they're not ready for what's about to happen (laughs) so that's kind of like where it started and then I really just started using that money for my clients to really just start digging a little bit deeper in what I could do rather that is publishing books and creating Mm -hmm. different products and creating different services that were going to benefit on a larger scale. And then I started getting contracted out with universities. So I started Mm -hmm. speaking, I've spoken at Georgetown university, university of Maryland. Like there was a variety of different avenues that started Mm -hmm. coming that just started increasing my resume. And they would always book me to speak on, um, entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. That's so what it takes. Yeah. I would love to do that too. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I didn't want to just put myself in one specific box because I noticed that there were a variety of different avenues that I could go in. So I recognized that collegiates were attracted to me, that colleges Mm -hmm. and universities and NGOs were attracted to me. I recognized that creatives and influencers were attracted to me. So I wanted to put myself in a position to where I attracted a little bit of everything, but my aesthetic and my messaging was consistent. Mm-hmm. Well, that's amazing. You've done a really good job thus far, especially being self-taught. Like I'm very impressed. I feel like thank you. I went to school for marketing and most of what I do now is all self-taught. So like, I mean, that's just the way it goes a lot of the time. That's the way it goes. And, and it turns out to be the best thing. It does. And you know, school can teach you a lot. Like I learned a lot of discipline and how to be organized and a lot about business through school. But the way I do my business, I learned by just like getting out there and trying different things and be- doing what you're doing, just kind of winging it, faking it till you make it literally that that's literally. why this podcast is called that. Because I feel like a lot of the times these crazy places I've ended up or things that I've got to do are literally just because I was I honestly didn't feel like I know what I was doing, but I just stayed confident and acted like I did. And then it led me here. So I think that's awesome. Wow. You know, I also wanted to ask you, what is one thing that you've learned, whether that's something like good, it's something that, you know, you learned the hard way since starting your business and since starting Kate's Keys? Um, I think that... I mean, there's so many things that I think that I've learned over the last five years, but I think 
going with your gut, Mm -hmm. I think is one of the things that I've learned. I think that when I would come across maybe specific deals or um, partnerships or collaborations that my first initial instinct was, this probably isn't going to be the best fit for me for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. or this probably isn't the avenue that I should go down. But in the name of building a resume and the name of, um, but you have to do something um, that I chose to still go against what my gut was telling me Mm -hmm. and and walk down those paths. And then I ended up regretting it later. Mm -hmm. So I think that sometimes people feel as though that maybe if they aren't as experienced or if they don't have the resume, that they just need to say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. And I think there's nothing wrong with saying no, thank you. So I probably, um, if I looking back, probably would have said no, thank you on a couple of, Mm -hmm. you know, potential assignments or projects or partnerships. Mm -hmm. I probably just would have said, no, thank you in, in a very nice way. Yeah. Um, and that's probably something. I think that's so important for people to hear because I know a lot of people, myself included, especially when I was younger and, you know, just starting doing more like influencer type stuff, I would want to say yes to everything just because mm-hmm. I was like, you know, this could be good or like, maybe I'll like it or like, I don't know, even, even if it didn't exactly aligned with my brand and where I wanted to go. And right. now looking back, I'm like, I don't know why I did all of that. <laughs> like it was yeah. it's, <laughs> because yeah. like the, the ones that I put on my resume, the stuff that has gotten me, you know, other deals with other companies or other opportunities aren't all the million little things I said yes to. They were the stuff that I really, really thought about and was like, yes, this mm-hmm. would be you know, a good business relationship. So I think that's really important for people to know is that like, it's okay to say no, you don't have to say yep. yes to everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's something that I also had to relearn in a different area of my life this year. You know, I was searching mm-hmm. for a full-time job. I just graduated college. So I was like, I need to get something. And mm-hmm. I had almost gotten a job like a month after I graduated, which was so quick. And I was like, wow. you know, this could be good, whatever. Um, it seemed like I would like it, but then the more I like met with the person who would be my potential boss, the more I was like, you know, I don't know if we would vibe for an extended period of time. And I was like, so this could, this could be such an awesome job, but I'm getting this weird feeling that I just don't know Mm -hmm. if I would end up like meshing with this person. And I said, no. And for like a week, I was like, oh my gosh, what did I do? Because like, I don't know. It's scary. It's like, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Like I just graduated college. Everyone's looking for a job. And I just said no to a guy who was like, (laughs) name your price, what you want to get paid. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, I don't know, but I'm glad now that I said no and actually just said yes to a job last week. So I got a job. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, number one, way more excited about it. It's Mm. an it's doing like exactly what I wanted to be doing. It's in a different type of industry. Like it's with um, a craft company, but it's exactly what I wanted, like social media marketing and everything else wise. And I was like, well, I'm going to still be able to learn a lot about marketing products and I can transfer that to so many other businesses. So I was like, this is perfect. I met with the people at the company and I loved it. So yeah, what's important is that I did say no first so that I could say yes to this. And I think that a lot of people, they- yeah, are just too quick to say yes. And then they miss out on the opportunity that would be even better for them. So that's awesome. And thank you for sharing that. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So so do you think that it is ever too late for someone to start their own business? 
No, I actually just recorded this um, mini series. It's so that's called building a brand after 30, because I get so many people that will reach out and they are in, later in life. I don't want to say older, but I say mm-hmm. later in life. And for whatever reason, they feel like they missed their moment. Mm-hmm. They missed their opportunity. So they feel like, um, would I be stupid to just start being an entrepreneur after, you know, waiting X amount of time, decades, you know, working in mm-hmm. my field and having a corporate job. And I say, no, it's never too late to really just dive in to build up your passion. Like I, I feel as though if you feel like that you're called to something and you really feel like you were created to do something and you wake up in the morning and be like, oh my goodness, this would be so awesome if I could do this, mm-hmm. then I think that there's something there. And I do believe in having a plan. Mm-hmm. I think that that's something that people um, maybe missed up on a little bit and how to properly prepare mm-hmm. to get started. But I think that it's never too late. I literally just recorded a whole mini series and not even intentionally, which probably goes into something else. I actually was asked by a director in Los Angeles to be a part of their documentary. And oh, they so needed cool. me. So the story though, this is why it's so funny. The story was um, I needed to get all this stuff recorded and I had to get it sent over within five days because they needed to send it off to their major network that it was going to. Mm -hmm. So I made it a point to put everything on hold, you know, to ensue all of my connections, to get it recorded, to get it to be the best quality, to answer all Mm -hmm. the questions, finished, done, sent off with time to spare. So fast forward to maybe a couple of months later, the director informed me that they would not be using my story mm-hmm. in the documentary. So, right. You were so, like, wow, that kind of sucks. I was like, why? You know, I was like, my story mm-hmm. sucks. And literally they were like, no, um, you were the only person that was outside of the city that we recorded. So everyone else's aesthetic looks the same and Mm -hmm. even though yours has really great quality we just don't really know how it would mesh in with everything yeah so I was like totally got it so then I was sitting there and I was like well with that footage you know then I'm gonna release it on my own in my Mm -hmm. own platform I just want to have that agreement um and they were like absolutely it's yours you're not in any contract nothing like that so I basically released the footage that was going to be in this documentary on my website for people for free just to be able to learn a little bit more but about building a brand after 30 like what does that look like right now so yeah never too late do it yes I will link that in the show notes below for anyone listening who's interested because I think that's so awesome and even if you're like under 30, like I know some people feel like that now, like mm-hmm. especially with all these influencers and people at starting businesses at such a young age. Like, I mean, I started my YouTube channel at 15, but most people didn't do that. And now people, even my age, I'm like 23, 24, you know, they're like, you know, why didn't I do that when I was younger? I feel like I missed out on something. Oh. And I'm like, you're still so young. Like, I really don't think that it matters as long as so you true do have the passion for it and you want to do something because like I've known people who started businesses well into their 30s and 40s my grandma started a business when she was in her 40s and 50s and just sold it now and retired in like at 65 so 
you know, it's really, it, it is never too wow. late to start something. And I think that's awesome. As long as it's what you want to do. And I think I love that if you've been in corporate for a long time, like all those years mm-hmm. spent in corporate working in management or doing, you know, operations or whatever you were doing, it's going to transfer over into whatever you it's do. Come next. In handy. It's true. Exactly. You know, I spent a few years working at a boutique in college and I was like, how could I make this relevant to what I want to do. And (laughs) so I found my way into management there. And so Mm -hmm. I knew how to work with the team. I knew how to manage, you know, um, people. I got really, really good at talking to people, especially people I don't know. And that Mm -hmm. has helped me, you know, online, just like with my own influencing stuff. Relationship building, networking. And also, yeah, in my career with like networking, because now I'm just like, whatever, I'll talk to anyone. I don't care. And so that's something I learned from a job that, you know, you may not think on the outside, it would translate to doing marketing Mm -hmm. and business, but it did. So you just really have to look at things that you've done in that aspect and, you know, pick and choose the things that, you know, helped you grow and are going to help you in your business. So if there is someone listening who really wants to work for themselves and start offering, you know, like freelance marketing or consulting services, what is the best piece of advice that you could give to them? Research, research, research. I think that is one of the big things. One of the things that people normally say is just do it, get started. And then I think that people don't know what does that mean? So usually when I work with people, the first thing that they want to do is to create a logo. They want to do all the fun stuff, do the creative stuff, play with colors, Mm -hmm. create a a brand vibe, a board, start promoting on social media, but they haven't really researched the industry and the market that they're entering into. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's really important to where if there's something that you're like, I think that I want to do something here to not only look at what's already been done, but also look at what policies have now been updated because Mm -hmm. those things update on a regular basis, what you can do, how you can do it. Social media analytics are completely different now than what they were five years from now. Some may say they're different five months ago. Mm -hmm. I I think they are a hundred percent. They change so quickly. So quickly. So it's super important to really think about what it is that you want to do, doing the necessary research. And then after you've done the necessary research, really figure out what areas are you really, really strong in? This is when it comes to being honest. Where do you shine? Where do you, what can you do that's super effortless? You don't have to think too much on it. You just really feel like this was a God-given gift. I can do this in my sleep. Mm -hmm. So that's the areas in which you should focus on the areas that are like struggle city for you. Like you are like, I can't do this. (laughs) If I had an extra 10 hours in the day, it would still come up mediocre. Mm -hmm. Then that's when you start looking for um, someone else to assist you in that area. Or you find handy dandy apps that are going to make it super simple for you. Because right now, something that's really important is quality content quality work. That's what people are attracted to right now. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say. Research, 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 and then be honest where you shine and mm-hmm. where you struggle and fill in those gaps. Yes. That's such great advice. And I think, you know, something to add to that is to, after you start whatever you're going to be doing, whether that's a podcast, a blog, you know, or a mm-hmm. business or something, is that you don't stop doing the research after you've started. Yeah, that's good. And you did mm-hmm. touch on that a little bit, but things mm-hmm. change all the time. You know, 
especially, you know, just with the example of social media, like Instagram is different now than it was six months ago. Like what we have reels, we have guides, we have Mm -hmm. like, there's like 10 different features that they released. And, you know, those all affect your algorithm and Mm -hmm. how your posts perform and all that kind of stuff. And so whatever your business, whatever business you are in, it's going to be constantly changing like that. So you do need to keep learning to be able to keep your business relevant. So that is it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation that I had with Kay. I had such a great time sitting and chatting with her. Again, I will make sure to link all of her social media channels, also her website, kayskeys.biz, and her podcast, Saved, Healed, Made, Graced, down below. What she's doing with her platform is absolutely incredible, and her podcast episodes are so raw and real. Her social media is just so real, and she really values connecting with people in a real way, and I just love that so much about her. She does not hold back when it comes to talking about what she believes in and what she's passionate about, so I think she's an amazing person. Again, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Make sure to subscribe. A new episode goes live every single Monday. Also, please rate and review the podcast. That would be absolutely fantastic, and I would really appreciate it. Links to all of my social media are down below, as always, and make sure you follow the at fakeitpod Instagram and my personal Instagram to stay up to date on all things podcast. I also just wanted to say thank you so much for 200 followers on the Fake It Pod Instagram. I know that seems like a small milestone, but it honestly really means so much to me that you guys want to follow along every single week on Instagram and connect and learn more about the podcast and about me and just be inspired. I post a lot of inspirational messages and things that I just feel like are going to help you mentally and, you know, socially in your life. So, If that is something that you're interested in, definitely go ahead and follow the Fake It Pod Instagram. Again, the links are down below. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and always remember that no matter what, you just have to fake it till you make it. Bye guys.